0: My name's Will DeFries, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the best brunch drinks that aren't Bloody Marys and mimosas, minor things that will amplify your scaries, and the benefit of reaching out to old friends. But before we get started today, I wanted to extend a special thank you to everyone who subscribed to this podcast on Spotify. It not only reached the front page, but last week's episode, the one about romantic comedies, was even one of their six featured episodes on all of Spotify. A sincere thank you. It's just like any other Fall Sunday. Football playing quietly on the TV, or maybe even something you've seen on Netflix a hundred times before. Covered in blankets on the couch, you find yourself getting closer and closer to that nirvana. Whether you're drifting in and out of sleep while scrolling some stupid app, or recollecting the night before with your friends in a group text, you're content. And then it happens. Something stirs you. Your thoughts begin to sound a little bit louder. A flood of responsibilities overwhelm you. You're in full-blown panic mode. What happens exactly? What's the one thing that can take you from serene to scary? Well, it varies. For me, it all started when I saw a friend knock a glass of water over off the coffee table. He looked totally frazzled, like he wouldn't be able to shake the feeling for hours on end. Ten minutes later, he still had that look on his face, white as a ghost, wondering how such a small misstep could take him down such a dark road. And as my brain began to try to figure out why it happened, I realized that something so small can just be the tip of the iceberg. The shake that brings your entire house of cards down. For me, it all begins and ends with my phone. I'm not sure why, but for some reason my iPhone will slow down a bit. It's nothing I can't fix. Normally it's just kind of, you know, clearing some apps. But while clearing the apps, I see two things that put me in a downward spiral. The first is my banking app. Whether I even log in or not, I at least begin thinking to myself, "Ugh, I should really check it. Normally I have a bottom of the barrel number in my head but at other times, I'll just avoid it completely until Wednesday when I've got bigger things to worry about and it doesn't seem so monumental. While squinting, I'll use Face ID to unlock it and hope that my identity wasn't stolen, or, I don't know, someone didn't put a bunch of rounds on me while my credit card was down. The other app, though, is my email. On weekends, it's not always essential that I check my email. It's probably just a bunch of spam from Bed Bath & Beyond or yet another J.Crew deal as if they aren't always doing 30% off. But even those emails act like a gateway drug, an entryway into the Narnia that is a slew of meeting invitations, things I didn't respond to on Friday before skipping out early, or a check your spending alert from Mint. Right now, I'm lucky enough to work a job that's fairly free-flowing and stress-free, but even the PTSD I get from jobs past flare up a little bit when I think about the red notification that appears on my mail app. And then, there's the camera. Oh, the camera. Kind of like how you're staring deep into your empty soul when Netflix pops up with the are you still watching prompt? Nothing makes you feel more down on yourself physically than when you accidentally open your front facing camera. Instagram stories, Snapchat, or even just swiping the wrong way on your lock screen. All you see looking back at you is your hungover and puffy face with about three chins underneath it. You can try to shake what you just saw, but it just kind of lingers. Diet starts tomorrow you tell yourself while Chinese food is on the way. But even you know that's a lie. You just tell yourself to delay the inevitable. I mean, hell, Apple's new iOS even makes this more and more likely now that iMessages separates the camera and photo stream options while you're trying to send a photo of that group text I just mentioned. And finally, there's the worst-case scenario—the one thing that will make your entire life flash before your eyes: a phone call from a random number. You can act like your brain doesn't default to someone dying, but you and I both know that you definitely think someone died when you get that unknown number calling on a hungover Sunday. Whether it's a telemarketer working overtime or some political candidate begging for your vote ahead of the election, there's always a slight bit of wonder in your head about your identity getting stolen, a family member passing, or that you simply gave your number to someone the night before who has the balls to call you rather than text you. If you ignore it, your brain still sits there panicking as you hope they don't leave a voicemail. And if you answer, you have that three-second pause where your entire life's work flashes before your eyes. After all, maybe the experts are right. We should all just put down our phones for a bit and live in the moment. But if you do that, how can you receive texts from your friends letting you know that you didn't actually do anything stupid the night before? I guess the vicious cycle just continues to feed itself. Brunch has turned into the postgrad club. Eventually, everyone reaches a certain age where they're less likely to be able to stay up after midnight without waking up either exhausted, devastatingly hungover, or both. Frankly, I got to the point where I'd keep some in the tank the night before just so I could make sure I could enjoy brunching with friends the following morning. Whether we sought out a Make Your Own Bloody Mary bar, or bottomless mimosas for the steep price of about 20 bucks, the decision was always just kind of made for us. Bloody or mimosa, mimosa or bloody but I eventually found that I wasn't sure if either really worked for me. With bloodies, a nap almost always seemed to follow, and with mimosas, my old man acid reflux would kick in before I could even fathom getting to the bottom of the bottomless. I had to turn to other options. I've talked in a previous episode about the almighty savior that is to cates, but here are some other viable options for those mornings when you feel like mixing it up. Let's begin with the Greyhound. Vodka with a splash of grapefruit juice. It's the perfect replacement for the fruitiness of a mimosa without the sugar of the champagne. Grapefruit juice, while not all that chuggable, is enough to mask the memories you may or may not have of vodka sodas from the night before. Dangerous? Yeah, maybe a little, but tasty nonetheless. And if you're trying to dress it up, it's fairly easy to turn it into a salty dog by requesting some salt around the rim. Careful though, your face is already puffy enough without throwing some more salt into the mix. And then there's the staple, the michelada. It's made with beer, lime juice, assorted sauces, spices, and peppers, and then it's served in a chilled, salt-rimmed glass. Sometimes, okay, I, g- I guess most times, when I'm at brunch, a cold beer will trigger the shampoo effect and make me feel much, much more buzzed than I really am. With the michelada, or its distant cousin, the dresdecate, all the spice and additional ingredients caused me to slow down a bit and savor it rather than get directly back on the train. In the same family as that is the beer mosa. And yeah, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Your traditional mimosa, but with beer instead of champagne or Prosecco. Grab a Belgian-style wheat beer, you know, like a Hefeweizen, with some orange juice that's not Minute made Combine the two to your liking and toss in an orange slice for good measure. One of the added benefits of this is that you can make it easily from home, given that you have the right beer on hand. Have I tried it with a non-wheat beer like a Miller Lite or a Labatt? Well, yeah, and I'm not too proud to admit that. Was it great? No, but it at least took the edge off. If you're looking to hit the hard stuff, there's no shame in indulging in a dark and stormy. The national drink of Bermuda, dark and stormies are almost as idiot-proof as beer most given you have the right ingredients at your disposal. Some dark rum, a splash of ginger beer, and as much lime as you want. The easiest way to make one? Go to the store and buy a fifth of Gosling's Rum and a six-pack of Gosling's Ginger Beer. Gosling's has actually trademarked the name and recipe, so yeah, it's pretty legit. Take a fifth and fill up your glass with a ton of that dark, syrupy rum, and then put a splash of ginger beer in it and garnish it with a fat lime. Wash, rinse, repeat. Other brands will work too, but they've got their recipe down to a science. If tequila's more your style, there's the Orange Juice Margarita. If you're seeing a trend here with orange juice, well, that's because it's a signature breakfast drink which makes it perfect for modifying normal cocktails into brunch cocktails. And this one's pretty much exactly like it sounds, just a normal margarita, but with some added orange juice to make it more palatable. If you're afraid to order it because the second-rate brunch bartender will inevitably mess it up because of his own hangover, order a normal rocks margarita, and then get a sidecar of orange juice to make it at the table yourself. And finally, there's the snake bite. Yeah, it sounds a lot more aggressive than it actually is, but I've been assured that it works wonders after a big night. Full disclosure, I had no idea what this was until I solicited some help from friends, but this is the United Kingdom's alternative for bloodies and mimosas. By mixing equal parts of lager and cider into a pine glass, you have yourself a snake bite. It's similar to a black and blue, which is Guinness mixed with a blue moon, but it also shows that you're cultured because you drink what people across the pond drink, and when all else fails. Just order everything on the menu. As the age-old adage goes, it's not truly brunch if you don't have at least three beverages in front of you. Admittedly, I'm terrible at it and I don't really know why. It should be easy. A simple how are you text can go such a long way. Then something distracts me. Something on TV, an errand I need to run, an excuse that shouldn't be an excuse, but an excuse nonetheless because I need an excuse. Talking about reaching out to old friends, or even just acquaintances I haven't spoken to in a while. Be it a month, a year, or longer, just anyone who isn't top of mind or part of the regular cast of characters you can normally find atop my iMessages. The other day, I sat at my desk with no pressing tasks in front of me. Sure, I had things I needed to do, but my productivity had pretty much stalled after an already productive day. I'm not sure why I thought of them, but I thought, huh, I wonder how they're doing. Honestly, I think about this more than I like to admit. You know, the few times I go on Facebook, when I hear a song I haven't heard in a while, or even if they're in a dream that I have. But for whatever reason, the other day was different. Rather than just letting them be a fleeting thought, I told myself, just text them. And sure enough, they responded immediately. I'm not sure if I wanted them to respond that quickly, but it was refreshing that they did. And then I responded. And then they responded. And in the span of about five minutes, we had exchanged over 30 messages as if we'd never skipped a beat. This wasn't a best friend or a relative, but simply someone whose well-being I genuinely cared about despite the distance that had grown between us. When I moved away from home three years ago, I told myself I wouldn't be the person who never checked in with his old friends, and unfortunately, more often than not, I have become that person. I think in the back of my mind, I've hoped that they'd be the ones who would reach out instead of me having to take the leap. There's always just a guilt that hovers over me for not being outgoing enough to rekindle the old friendships that have seemed to die for no other reason than being aloof or distracted. The conversation I had the other day came to a halt because I had to go to a meeting, but it ended in the best way possible. She simply typed me, later. No guilt-ridden text about how I shouldn't be a stranger, or false promise about being in touch more often. Just later. And I wouldn't have had it any other way. If any of this made you think of someone, someone you haven't reached out to for a long time and that you feel guilty about, reach out. DM them, text them, email them. Just be careful calling them out of the blue. For all you know, they've lost your number and you're going to make them think a family member died. But either way, I'm sure they'll appreciate the talk, no matter how brief it is. I sure did. This week's episode is supported by Helix Mattresses. Trouble sleeping is something we all encounter after a big weekend, a long day at work, or even just those random nights when you toss and turn thinking about something stressful. If you're anything like me, you'd like to spend a majority of your Sunday in bed trying to decompress from the weekend. More than anything on Sunday night, you need a good night's rest. Helix can help you do that comfortably. By going to helixsleep.com slash scaries, you can take a two-minute sleep quiz that will match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They take everything into account. Body type, whether you toss and turn, whether you're a hot or cold sleeper, and whether you like your mattress plush or firm. You can even try it for 100 nights, risk-free. Helix is currently offering up to $125 off all mattress orders if you go to helixsleep.com slash scaries. Again. That's $125 off your order by going to helixsleep.com scaries. Make your Sundays a little less panicked. We've also partnered with Hims. I know you already know this, but a lot of anxiety comes from concerns about your personal appearance. And the older you get, the more that has to do with your hair. Or, you know, the lack of hair. HIMSS is here to help. They're a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. They'll connect you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to help you keep the hair that you have. No waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits. Just go to forhims.com/scaries, answer a few questions, and you're on your way to getting the product shipped directly to your door. By going to forhims.com/scaries, you get a free trial month of hims for just $5 that would normally cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy. Stop losing sleep over your hair. Check out hims now. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a hungover friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter, which is at SundayScaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.scaries, or you can follow me both on Twitter and Instagram at WillDeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.